Nimrod orders Aloth and Arbat to shoot Axe and Jake. Uh, and Arbat's like, we can't really do that. Uh, we, we are being prevented from using our weapons because Cassie and Marco, as a pit viper and a cobra respectively, have, uh, insinuated themselves, uh, in very compromising positions to the Sandalites, threatening to attack, to bite them and kill them. I, I want to point out, because I just noticed this, is like, they were planning this, like, so far ahead. Mm-hmm. Cassie fucking, uh, like, acquired the Pit Viper in the barn. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they, just, they so expected, good. they, they expected shenaniganry like this. Uh, and... Uh, Estrid also draws her shredder, but Axe gets a tail blade to her throat, and Conrad is like, uh, well, the fuck do I do now? Um, which, which Axe, uh, describes as being very shocking to see in an Andalite commander. And, uh, Jake is like, Alright. Because Arbet's like, alright, you've set a trap. Very clever. Now what? And Jake says, here's where we stop playing games. You're not the Andalite fleet. I'm not going to snap a salute and say, yes, sir. We deal as equals. Which, to be honest, is generous of us under the circumstances. And Gonrod's like, I'm in command here. And Jake's like, no, sir. This is Earth. This is a human planet. We are not the Horkbashir. We know how you rescued them. As long as you're on Earth, you'll get along with us. Am I clear on that? Uh, yeah, and it occurs to me, as we're doing this, where Gonrod's specifically asking over and over again, how many people do you command? It's just like, mm-hmm. more than you, sunshine. Mm-hmm. By, like, the difference between three people and five people, that's mm-hmm. still a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. like, more than half as many again. Yep. So, yep. Uh, and Gonrod is. Axe once again reflects on the fact that, like, all of these people are behaving abhorrently. <laughs> like, not just in the fact that they refuse to show any respect to Jake, um, but just like Gonrod is behaving embarrassingly like estrid is being fucking weird um and arbat is clearly uh holds gonrod in contempt mm-hmm. and jake's like all right who the fuck are you why are you here uh the tense situation dissipates just a little bit the animorphs withdraw just a little bit to give them space to breathe and Arbat is like, all right, well, after the unexpected victory on Lyra, uh, major elements of the fleet were ordered to Earth, but it was diverted to the Rackham-Garu conflict in the Nine-Sifter system. What, are you people on call for every war in the galaxy, Marco muttered? So Earth waits. Again, Prince Jake said. You're not the fleet, so who are you? Unit O, a sabotage and assassination team, Arbat explained. Commander Gonrod is one of the ablest pilots in the fleet. Aloth is a warrior. An assassination team? Who's the assassin? I am, Aloth said. And I am an apex-level intelligence advisor, veteran of over 20 conflicts, Arbat finished. Gonrod is is in overall command of the mission. I will direct the specific actions of terminating the target. Uh... We get the the detail from Axe that apex-level intelligence is the highest level of advisory to the War Council. They are strategists, and they know fucking everything. Like, it's likely that Arbat knows the truth about Elfangor, and the truth about how Axe has been told to take the fall for uh, Elfangor giving the kids the morphing power. Uh, and what about Estrid? 
Uh, Gonrod says that female artists are a new addition to the military. She was assigned to this mission by accident, which is embarrassing for Estrid, to say the least. Um, and Jake's like, okay, so she's a rookie? And Estrid's like, I've trained really hard. I intend to carry my weight. And she and Axe get into a tail fight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pissing contest. It is a pissing contest. It's she she attacks Axe and puts him like basically gets him on the ground with a hoof on his throat. Um, and he's like, that was very impressive. Um, but when she reaches down to assist him back up, he turns it into a, a proper tail fight. Um, a Let me tell you, if this was not a children's book, I would have a very different set of reactions I'd be having to this, to be clear. <laughs> Can't believe we also did this in our game. <laughs> Word. Uh, but no, this is a big... Like, th this is them measuring up each other's abilities, but this has some big, like... Um, for anyone that's ever played any Firebrands hacks, this is a <laughs> has a lot of that sort of vibe mm -hmm. to the sort to a duel mini games, mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. the back and forth, the interplay. Yeah, it's really not about the fighting; it's about the two of them, like taking stock of each other. Yes, and it is flirty as hell. Mm -hmm. Even by children's book standards. Mm -hmm. Like, we've seen similar sort of banter from the kids with each other before. Like, mm -hmm. it's clear these two are peers as well. Mm -hmm. Like, that need to prove themselves and all that jazz. Um, but yeah, if they were adults, I'd be waggling my eyebrows a lot more because I love me a charged <laughs> duel <laughs> slash sword fight. It is the good shot. And... And now I'm just thinking about that line from Earth Like Means Death. Danielle, you know which one. I'm sorry I've done this once again <laughs> during that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> <Wrong> okay. <laughs> I uh, like that there's a bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Is it Aloth that yeah, bets it, on yeah. Axe? Uh-huh. Unsurprisingly, I, Jade, love Aloth, which is when it was pointed out how similar he is to the character I played in Motherfuck. Because I hadn't really caught onto the hours I was reading. I was only when I got onto the call with the others and it came out, I was like, oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I've been mm -hmm. called out by my own choices. <laughs> Trust me, as I was reading, I was like, god damn it. <laughs> uh. But yeah, they they fight Axe, or Jake is momentarily very alarmed. <laughs> like, uh, we, should we, are we, should we interfere? Should we help you out here? And Axe is like, please do not interfere. Um, I got this. <laughs> I got this. Uh, they, they, they get wins. comments from the peanut gallery. Um, but yeah, Axe wins. It's, it's a close fight, but he, it is like, they're clearly well matched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In terms of ability, but... And this is another clue as well as like he beats her using like the first move Arasator in training. Mm -hmm. Like the most basic of moves throws mm -hmm. her. Which when we learn when we find out later where she learned to fight and it sure as hell wasn't the Academy, it makes mm -hmm. sense that she wouldn't know how to counter that move. Because mm -hmm. she's never learned it. Mm -hmm. Because she's learned a different style of fighting. And it's just like, the Ghost Rider, Kim, Kimberly, has done a really good job. There's lots of foreshadowing mm -hmm. as to the holes in the story, mm -hmm. like, that the Andalites are giving. Yeah. Uh, so, Arbat is pleased with how Axe fought, nonetheless, uh, even if he did beat... Estrid, who is kind of Arbat's star pupil kind of thing. There's clearly Arbat is, at the very least, fond of Estrid in a, a paternal kind of way. Um, and uh, <laughs> this understatement. Uh, Arbat's, oh. <laughs> like, you fought well, but you... Uh, he says to Estrid, but he looks at Axe, but you fought better, you have not forgotten your academy training, and you show the sign of a great deal of experience. 
there have been battles, Axe says, which is just the fucking understatement of the century. There, sh- there sure have been battles, buddy. There sure, there sure have been. Yeah. Again, it's him, it's humility mm-hmm. as well, which is another sign of how, well, to be fair, Andalites who have been in battle long enough tend to not have the same kind of showboaty attitude anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about it before, like rookies and younger soldiers tend to have more of the arrogance, at least mm-hmm. so far as combat is concerned. Um, but yeah, the fact that he's like, no, nah, well, there's been battles. It's just sort of like, I'm not going to go into detail about the sheer number of fights I've had to be in. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's that, that sign of growth. He's not mm-hmm. trying to impress these Andalites. Right. Uh, and Arbat says, I believe we have common goals. Um, you and I have much in common. Visser 3 killed your brother. What Visser 3 did to my brother was worse than death. And here we get the reveal that Arbat's brother is Aloran, the host body to Visser 3. Um, and they're here to assassinate Visser 3. Um, Which I... They really... They, they should have gotten on as soon as they said assassination squad. <laughs> like, my guys... Who the fuck else would they be here to assassinate? <laughs> the I, but if any of them figured it out immediately, it was definitely Marco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marco would have absolutely already known. Yeah. I'm just. Aww. They said assassination. They're here to assassinate somebody. Who the fuck else? Come on. Uh, and then we cut to the animorphs back at the barn. Um, and this is a masterclass of acting. Um, the reader doesn't know that it's acting on the first read-through, unless you pick up on the, the clues that are here. Um, but uh, by the end of the book, it is very apparent that this whole thing was a ruse. Um, although, as uh, Jade and Izzy were saying, it very much speaks of uh, exaggerating certain feelings that are already present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they're all saying stuff that doesn't feel out of character so much as it does an exaggeration of character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which, unlike in the last book, feels uh, it's weird that they are out of character because the rest of the book they are in character. Mm-hmm. Um. So Axe notices that, like, hey, that bird looks isn't behaving right. Uh, and Cassie's like, oh, I don't know, looks healthy to me, says Rachel. And Marco's like, forget the birds, we have things to talk about here. And of course, this is uh, Chekhov's bird. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, Again, another another hint because, of course, Cassie would be able to tell you if a bird seemed ill. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's her superpower. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, and this is very rewarding on the reread, is my point. It is, it is. It um, is. Because clearly the ant, the Andalites are here in morph spying on them. Is the unsaid thing. Um, and there, there occurs a fight. Here, an argument. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Axe muses on the fact that, like, well, it makes sense that Arbat hadn't been able to kill Visser 3 because, like, it's a hard thing to, to kill a fellow regardless and then to kill him knowing he's your brother. That is terrible. Um, I know that Jake and Marco both struggle with this. I know that I personally struggled to kill a Lauren, even when he was literally begging me to. So, um, the, what Arbat tells the kids is the mission, um, says that the war council ordered Visser 3 killed because Visser 3 is a continuing embarrassment to the Andalites. Um, and, 
It doesn't really make sense why Arbat has been chosen for this mission, except for the fact that, like, uh, you know, weird traditions about revenge um, and avenging. Um, but uh, still, like, Axe knows firsthand how difficult this must be. Um, Cassie is moralizing about how, like, war is one thing, but assassination is murder, and, like, I I don't know that I jive with this at all. This seems bad. Um, it is bad. Let me, look, I got, all right, she's playing a point. I have to talk about this. Because uh-huh. this pissed me off so much. Assassination and murder are the same thing. It's just called assassination when you're trying to kill someone important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are the same thing at the mm-hmm. end of the day. It's just like assassination has normally been authorized by somebody, tends to be as part of conflict efforts, though it doesn't have to be. Depends on who you're asking. But like, I hate that they've put this argument in her mouth because mm-hmm. it makes her sound stupid. Mm-hmm. And I dislike it. And yes, they may be playing up the point. Um, and then we have this weird bit because it's just like, it's cowardly. It's mm-hmm. the easy way out. If you're dead, you don't have to fight. And I'm like, mm. she's not even the given the grace of being consistent in the arguing. Mm-hmm. And it, it just bugs me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just how Aloran's still alive. When there's life, there's hope. But if you're dead, you don't have to fight. You're just like, yeah, being alive is harder. I agree. Mm-hmm. Fighting is hard. I agree. But, like, we've seen Cassie struggle so much with the morality and given the opportunity, she would always rather save a life. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 it feels so ham-fisted and bad. Yeah. Yeah, reading through this the first time before I kind of caught on to what was going on, I was I was very much like, this feels bad. This feels mm-hmm. bad and very mm. out of character and then once i realized it was out of character i was like oh wait mm. i yeah. mean if you're trying to play up sounding like a dumb human child mm-hmm. good work i guess mm-hmm. but uh, it just feels bad to read even getting the context on the reread and even by the ending oh well this is exacerbated for the bit mm-hmm. so but it's like mm. It still feels bad because it's yeah. an exaggeration of what they already think, and we know that to a degree that that's true. And mm-hmm. it's it's like yeah. thinking about everything that they've gone through, and some of these thoughts are still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then I just because we had like Marco's like, are we in denial? We know how bad it's going. The the Andalites aren't coming. Turns out. This is pointless. We should just... And Rachel's like, yeah, no, it is. So we should do our own thing. Um, We do have this moment just like, it's personal, it's political, but there's no strategic value to the mission. No real military advantage, so that just makes it murder. I'm like, well, no, assassination is murder. But maybe you do have a point about that distinction. I'm just like, this whole thing about how there's no strategic value to the mission is incorrect. Like... Yes, a new commander would come into play, but, like, the upsetting of a really strong hierarchical system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is bad. And killing the abomination yeah. would provide a huge mor- morale boost to the Andalites. Yeah, mm. it's... I think about it, like, the way that Arbat explained it is, like, it feels petty the reason why they're doing this Mm. like ah yes he's been allowed to live too long he's an embarrassment to andalites and like i think that's maybe the the point they're trying to get cassie to make is like this is petty and it it's just Mm. murder um for petty reasons um but it's not like it's not explained super well you know, it's, no, it's like they, they want the Andalites here to think that mm-hmm. they think this is all it is. It's just a petty murder. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little revenge murder is a treat. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, 
as long as they aren't, as long as these kids aren't seeing the truth of why the Andalites are here, mm-hmm. that's good. Especially, I can see the Andalites maybe freaking out after just how quickly Jake saw through everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and like, we don't didn't hear if like Marco, they were just like calling it as they saw it. But just like I just imagine the kids leaving the end, just going, "We okay, that we made a really bad impression. <laughs> we need to find out what they think of us." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and Jake, this whole time is being very quiet, uncharacteristically quiet, and like sitting with his head in his hands, kind of defeated. Uh, Marco is being super snippy. Saying the very um, quiet part very, very loud. Yep. Who cares about all your moralizing? Are you even paying attention? What do you think that the six of us are going to win this war by ourselves? Four kids, a bird, and an alien? Six kids who can turn into animals. Big deal. We've hurt the Yerks, we've frustrated them, we've slowed them down, but we're pebbles in their shoes. This has always been about us being the resistance until the Andalites could do a D-Day and save our sorry butts. I had never heard Marco speak so harshly to Cassie, but more shocking still was that Jake did not step in to silence him. I had been so distracted by Estrid, by seeing my own people again, that I had overlooked how devastating this news would be to my friends. They had hoped for salvation. Instead, they were presented with another complex problem, more dangers, more futility. I scanned each of their faces with my stock eyes. These were not the humans I had known for so long. Which is true. Yeah. But also, again, they're, what they're saying here speaks to a deeper underlying frustration um, and hurt that, like, we, we've been doing all of this fighting and now we have proof that there is no help coming. Yeah, even if this is play acting so that the Andalites underestimate them, like, this is all true to an extent. Like mm-hmm. the 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 frustration, anger, and upset that this is all we're getting is this, mm-hmm. and who knows when they'll decide to actually come help us if they ever do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we're fucked. Yeah, uh-huh. this is like last book I said in the discord like this was the first time that i felt like in the last book it felt like the first time that i really felt the hopelessness of what they're doing because Mm -hmm. to me before that it still felt like they were hoping that they could do something big Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that they could cause a big enough blow that it would at least turn the tide maybe not win everything but turn the tide and then last book i was like oh no they're not they're not winning anything. Mm-hmm. And this book solidified that even more. Yeah. It's very upsetting mm-hmm. to sit and realize this. Yep. Uh, Jake uh, continues the trend of saying the quiet part out loud. If the Andalites were serious about helping us, they'd have sent an invading force. And Cassie's right. They trade Visser 3 for some other Visser. How does that help us? And Marco's right, too. We're tired. We're so tired. There are times I don't think I can get up the energy to breathe. And now, instead of help, big-time help, what we have are obviously the dregs of the Andalite forces. Gonrod's a fool, Aloth is just a foot soldier, Estrid's a rookie, and Arbat's, Arbat's a guy off on his own. So what's our plan? Rachel demanded. Prince Jake said nothing. It was sad. This is, that is what I realized. Very sad. We had turned to Prince Jake so many times, and always he had been there with an answer, a plan, or at least a hope. Uh, and then Marco, like, slaps Rachel lightly on the cheeks, and is like, wise up, Earth is lost, the war is over, and Rachel <laughs> loses her shit. Uh, rightly so. <laughs> I would do the same. <laughs> oh, same. Marco was like, I'm gonna poke the bear. The literal like, bear. The literal bear. Like, you idiot. Like, he did that, and I was like, Marco! Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know better! Yep. Uh, she attacks him. I mean, good. Rightly so. 
Again, mm-hmm. this is part of they need to make it look like they're falling apart. Because mm-hmm. I do feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. for all Marco likes to shoot his mouth off mm-hmm. and enrage Rachel in particular, he knows better than to mm-hmm. do the touchy touchy thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's an invitation ad- to get beat up. Yeah, yeah. Like the thing is, they're all pretty good about like contact like physical contact in that regard with each other like mm-hmm. marco doesn't touch rachel mm-hmm. uh, there's an and over think- you go sorry uh don't forget your point um i just I, it's just occurred to me and now i'm thinking back about like how whether that's always been the case and if that's one threat like and how cassie is allowed to touch rachel mm-hmm. tobias does Jake rarely does, except when it's a hug and it's like on Rachel's terms, mm-hmm. which is just giving me all these sorts of feels about like touch averse Rachel right now, and mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Frankly, it's good. So, um, there's a lot of in this scene in particular. There's a lot of overstepping of boundaries that they have very explicitly set out with each other. Mm-hmm. That, like. Reading it again, it's like, okay, they definitely had to have discussed at least some of this beforehand to make sure that, like, some of this was okay. Like, I can just imagine Marco being like, okay, Rachel, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, just, I'm gonna touch you. And I I know you're gonna fucking want to destroy me, and that's fine, but I'm gonna touch you. (laughs) And Rachel's just like, just don't punch me and I won't destroy you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just imagine that like thought speak conversation happening as they're all flying back mm-hmm, to the barn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We really need to sell this. Rachel, if I touch you in a condescending fashion on the face, strictly just the face, nowhere else, can we do that? Would that be okay? Would you, could could you hold yourself back from actually killing me? <laughs> For Rachel. the sake of the bit. <laughs> I can't make any promises, but I'll do my best. Like, <laughs> I'll take it. way to touch somebody. Like, mm-hmm. I can understand, like, the one cheek, then the other with the same hand. Of course, it'd be like both hands, but each cheek at the same time, and just like, wake up. Or you just clap in their face, like, yep, wise yep. up. Like, it's such a deliberate antagonizing. She's like, oh, I'm going to touch you on your left cheek. I'm going to want to touch you on your right cheek. And then I'm going to take a breath because I know you're going to punch. You're going to throw me to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the thought is literally just okay. It's very pro wrestling. It's mm. like there's coming together for a moment, just like, okay, this is what we're doing. And then bang and mm-hmm. reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Knowing the broad strokes of what's going to happen and then trusting each other to. Mm-hmm. Play the part. Yeah. yeah. Uh this is the point where Tobias is just like, yeah, I'm not fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> uh fuck I'm out of I'm here. Out. Finger guns, goodbye. Uh but in a bitter way. <laughs> yeah. Uh Jake pulls Rachel off of Marco, shakes her, um, and Marco like stumbles to his feet he's like face facts the andalites don't care it's about boosting andalite morale by wasting the guy who made an andalite a host there was a long silence everyone looked at me staring as if they expected hoped that i would deny the truth of what marco was saying axe prince jake prompted i shook my head what was there to say which is yet another humanism uh prince jake frowned then what do we want to do and Rachel's like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fucking do as much damage as I can on the way out. Um, Using the wrong term. <laughs> yeah. No yeah, more Geneva Convention the- warfare. Like, right. That's not. Mm, no. That no, You mean guerrilla warfare. The, but the foreshadowing of this. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, I think Geneva's like playing by the rules. Like yeah. There are like set rules of engagement and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. Geneva Convention is like why you're not supposed to attack, like, medics mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, that's... But anyway, that 
the fact that we get that established and spoilers fight in the book, it is literally Rachel tearing apart a Mackie Days. It's so good. Because it, it's so it happens funny. to be managed by a controller is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. so good. But also, it's not out of character what we saw in the last book. Oh, yeah, no. Rachel will just do that, given the opportunity. (laughs) You need to Uh get this girl a punching tree. (laughs) Just the visual of a fucking grizzly bear in the middle of a Mackie D's is so much. (laughs) Oh, if only it had been in in the YouTube era, that shit would have gone viral so far. Uh-huh. God. I'm... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grizzly the, Bear gets into a McDonald's. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> just this this sentence that happens, like as Rachel is like just raging. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm I'm through with Marco and his stupid jokes. I'm through with Cassie's hypocrisy. It's like d- more of the quiet parts out loud. Mm-hmm. That yeah. like they the other members of the the animorphs recognize Cassie's hypocrisy about certain things when it comes mm-hmm. to what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, I remind you again that we have yet to see, at least in text, Rachel and Cassie actually making up since book 19. <laughs> <laughs> I maintain that they just kind of swept it under the rug and they're like, for the sake of our friendship, we're just not going to talk about that ever again. <laughs> How could you do this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Rachel leaves. After punching a lantern. After punching a lantern and breaking it. Um, as you do. Yeah, as, just, as you do. As you do. You just... I get like, just like, that it happens to be a lantern that her fist finds first, mm-hmm. but it's like, mm-hmm. you want something that's going to be noisy and messy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That actually isn't that much damage in the long run. That could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know she could have done more damage. So again, this is part and parcel of the whole little small things. Yeah, the fact that she specifically avoided, like, um, because cause the thing is, is right now she's saying, like, I'm going to do whatever I want. And if she had been actually serious about it, she could have just fucking wrecked shop with a lot of the animals that were in the barn. Yeah. But instead, what she does just startles them. Mm-hmm. Um, And she kicks a metal bucket and breaks a lantern. She doesn't kick at any of the cages. She doesn't, like, throw anything. Yeah, she, like, she is in more control than it might outwardly seem. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if she was actually just like, no, fuck it, like, I unfortunately can 100% see her wrecking some of the animal cages. Yeah. I mean, we saw that from her in 32 as mean Rachel. Yeah. Mm. Um, we We saw her out of control anger and how she literally does not care what she hurts. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Rachel leaves. Cassie is like, well, count me out too. Uh, if the war is unwinnable, how do we justify killing Porkajir? Which, you know what? Fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so many quiet things said so loud in this mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're going to have some conversations later. <laughs> you would hope. <laughs> uh, Cassie leaves. Marco's like, all right, well, I guess I'm out too. I'm going to enjoy what time I have left, acquire a surfer dude chick magnet, and hand out, hang out. Which, like, Marco, buddy. Buddy, dude. Uh, and Marco leaves, and it's just Prince Jake and Axe. This entire time, Jake has been pleading with everybody to stay. Mm-hmm. Like, just by saying their names. Mm-hmm. Like, he called to Rachel, he called to Cassie. With Marco, he said, please. Mm -hmm. So quietly. Yep. Uh, Prince Jake and I were alone. We looked at one another. I am still yours to command. I offered him my hand to shake as humans do. Prince Jake gripped it. His eyes were sad. 
I can't hold you to your oath. The others are right. It's over. Go on, do what you have to do, and if you can, go home. Prince Jake squeezed my hand tightly, forgetting that Andalite hands are not as strong as human hands. I knew it was an expression of affection. I tried to return the pressure. Prince Jake straightened his shoulders and lifted his chin. Goodbye, he said, and thank you for everything. He walked slowly from the barn. His silhouette disappeared into the bright glare of the morning sun. I stood alone, remembering. It was peaceful for the first time in a long time. No arguments or debates. Quite pleasant, really. Estrid, I said finally, if you are going to acquire earth morphs, you must learn how to use them. Rabbits do not commonly chase large, four-footed creatures like myself across a field and then into a barn full of shouting humans. Under the bottom slat of a stalled gate, the small brown rabbit appeared. Estrid quickly demorphed and blinked with embarrassment at her mistake. I have much to learn. I will teach you, I said simply. Her four eyes looked at me and shone. You will be happier with your own kind. I... Uh, I love that even in this hypothetical situation that they have cooked up, Axe mm -hmm. isn't just abandoning Jake. Like, yeah. Jake formally releases him. Uh, it's good, and I cry. Like, that interaction between Jake and Axe, like, with the handshake, the Axe can't return the way he wants. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is why I also, for, like, the entire book, thought that Axe was not in on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is like, huh. <laughs> They're children. They're children. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. They cry about these children. Cry about my son. Mm-hmm. His well. friend. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> It's it's just that image of Jake just walking out and silhouetted by the sun, like mm. Mm. it's good shit. Cinematic <sighs> AF. Cinematic as fuck, yeah. Now I have to give props to the Andalites' choice of parking. <laughs> which is right next to the fucking gardens. It's good. <laughs> There happens to be a large empty field there. Very convenient. But also just like, and the fact that the morse these Adelites got so far appeared to be a rabbit and a grackle mm -hmm. and one human. Just like, all those fun morphs right there. Adelites, <laughs> terrible at morphing. They're so, they're so bad at it. They're so bad at it. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's not that they're bad. They are so uncreative mm -hmm. with how yes. they approach it. Mm -hmm. yep. But again, it's how they're taught. They're not taught for it to be, it's just a single tool for them. Whereas for the Animorphs, it's their only yep. tool. Yep. So uh, when everything looks uh, like a nail, or what is it, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail? Yes. Yeah. It's like, when you're an animorph, every problem can be solved by morphing. Yep. Every problem can be solved by turning into a bear. Or at least can be turned into a different kind of problem. Yeah. But I, I, I appreciate that. I, this, again, this book, we see a couple of morphing instances with the Andalites. Mm -hmm. Um but compared to seeing how the kids utilize it, mm -hmm. like we, we, we see Andalites use it for spying and infiltration. And that's really kind of it. Yeah. Travel. Um, yeah. Um, I do love that an inability to creatively think about morphing is what causes a certain someone to, uh, die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like, but there's there's something there about if you can't think outside of a certain mode of thinking, you're doomed to die. Mm -hmm. Which is just, yep, that's some biting commentary right there. <laughs> Metaphors, you love to see them. Ooh. But um, yeah. So 
Axe gets to be shown around the ship. Uh, and this feels like they got sent with a fucking dud of a ship. They got sent uh-huh. with an RV uh-huh. of sh- Andalite <laughs> ships. Yep. Specifically, this is a mobile science and technology lab sh- ship and not even a good model, like an old model. Mm-hmm. Um, which is Axe is immediately aware of and how this is such a weird choice to send on an assassination mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and just Estrid, sorry, I keep mispronouncing it. Uh, it's like, oh, it's just what they could spare. Just like, oh, she got assigned by mistake. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, but it just goes through how little respect these Andalites have for the intelligence of Axe and the other Animorphs. Yeah. Like, we don't need to come up with a better story. This will mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But as, as uh, Axe gets shown around, he does ask that uh, Estrid keeps uh, his secret, that he's still, um, that specifically that she doesn't say that Jake doesn't report about Jake being unable to maintain control of his warriors mm-hmm. and because he doesn't want uh, the others to lose their respect for him. Um, and she agrees to, but it still doesn't really sell his nerves because now, because it's sort of like, okay, has she passed or failed the test? Mm-hmm. Because, yes, she's willing to protect Jake, but what kind of cadet withholds intelligence information from their superiors? Mm-hmm. Is this because she's been instructed to, to make me trust her? Is this because she's undertrained? And then just for some little, you know, sexism, unsuited to the military because of her gender. Just <laughs> bad. We are not pro-military here, but it's just uh, uh women can be scientists. But then this comes back to the whole thing how the Andalites seem to view anyone that isn't a soldier. Mm-hmm. So we, um, we do we, get another little detail about how her hands are graceful mm-hmm. <laughs> as she's doing uh, some business. She's like, her hands were small and graceful. All Andalites have small hands as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's, just saying. It's reinforcing the sexual dimorphism that we've seen before in uh-huh. Andalites. Right? The, the females are smaller and daintier with scalpel-like blades and more dexterous uh-huh. hands. Uh, and like they're more suited to science, whereas the uh, males are more si- suited to fighting kind of bullshit. Shout out to Axamary, my non binary and the light, who was like AFAB, actually, like, actually, I'm born without one hat, with one hand missing. Uh, and was just like, actually, fuck you all. I'm going to become the biggest and the buffest, and I'm going to be in the military. So screw you guys. <laughs> Solon, who's AMAB and was just bor- very small. <laughs> this is very small. <laughs> Our point here is Canon is just one small part of the sandbox. You can take the toys and play in a different part. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want an, Canon, an Andalite who's like, tortoise shell colored in andalite colors to do it just do it no one can stop you ka no. will probably cheer you on frankly i'm mm-hmm. still like over the moon about the fact that she liked the tweet i made about alar one of my other andalite ocs it's non-binary scientist <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah it's and i suppose this choice of this dimorphism uh, in the in the world building makes sense because for a very long time this was the view of women in mm-hmm. in the military. Yeah. And how you just didn't do that. One, it mm-hmm. fucks with the men having women there. Yeah. Cause you know they'll get distracted. And let me tell you something about how uh, the ancient Romans and Greeks believed. Just like actually being in love with your soldier bro, the best thing. Because you're going to fight so much harder if the guy you're in love with is next to you. Well, do yeah. you know the, the, the saying about uh, submariners? Mm-mm. 
yeah, it's a uh, hundred submariners go down in the submarine. Fifty couples come back up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I've never heard that. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, that's, yep. Um. Fuck! I had a thought and it flapped my brain. Oh no! I remembered it now. Um. It's the sexual dimorphism that is in the Andalites is really odd. When you look at the rest of the race, like the species that we've seen, like mm-hmm. the sexual dimorphism for the Hork-Bajir is like one, <laughs> it's like one spine on their head or something like that. Yeah. We didn't see anything when it came to the Lyra. We don't see anything with the taxon, like to everybody, all the taxons basically look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, the good Yerks, guys have uh, dimorphism. That's how you can, you know, they're good guys. <laughs> Is he? Don't you well, know this? All right, we know I'm that try- they I'm don't think. Yeah, like I'm the Scritna, the Lyra, uh, the like all of the the species we've seen, like they don't have sexual dimorphism the same way that the humans and the Andalites have. Mm-hmm. I I do think maybe it is meant to be. So there's a point of similarity there. It's yeah. to make them easier to relate to. Yeah, yeah. The I heard about the arm. so many. So many about the choices are, mm-hmm. but just like I am rarely going to say shout out to the arm, but at least they <laughs> don't go in for bullshit sexual dimorphism. They're all brightly colored, and like they decided, no, they don't need to look different. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it the Andalites are U.S. military analog. Mm-hmm. We hate it. We hate to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you have to be able to know from a distance which ones are boys and which ones are girls. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ugh. It's bad. I, I do like the idea of like even though it it like it feels bad to read it, but it's clearly like it's not intended to be it's not portrayed as a good viewpoint. That's true. It's yeah, it, it's not. Um, like, whenever Axe voices anything like this out loud, the other Animorphs are like, what the fuck? Yeah. One thought that's just occurred to me, uh, and I, Danielle, this is something you possibly wouldn't mind spoilering. Hmm. Are they actually in having female Aris in the Andalite military, or is this just part of the lie here? This is part of the lie, if I recall correctly. Okay. I, at least we don't see that- any other female Aris. Yeah, so it just happens to... They really didn't have to say that she was an Aerith. She could have just been like, I hate it. This is so dumb. This is so dumb. We'll just say she's a cadet that got assigned by mistake. Why not just say she was somebody's assistant? Mm-hmm. Or a scientist deemed essential for the mission. Yep. I Why mean, do it, this? It's also possible Unless- that they have allowed females into the mm. military for the same yeah. reason that like Elfangor was talking about in the Andalite Chronicles. They're thinking of yeah. allowing Andalite parents to have additional oh, children. Yeah. Um, but we, we don't see, I don't think, not that I can yeah. think of. Um, we don't yeah. see any there's, female artists. There's also the point that maybe they want that to be part of her cover mm-hmm. because again, this is about trying to make her approachable for acts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Andalites are weird about lies. Yeah. Because, like, sometimes they're great, and other times it's like, damn, what the fuck? Again, it, it comes into that hypocrisy factor, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, the things that they're willing to do, and how they act. Though this just... That reminded me of a thought I had earlier, and this is actually relevant to Axe, like, taking it and noticing how, like, um, Astrid keeps all four eyes on him Mm -hmm. when talking to him, instead of having two looking around the way, like, Arith's are taught to. So, but um, what this occurred to me is, like, oh, Axe isn't just, like, autistic when he's an alien amongst humans. He's... Autistic all the time, like, but this isn't right. The rules are this. This is not following the rules. Mm -hmm. Just like, 
this isn't right. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> why, <laughs> why are you, why doing, are you doing this wrong? Just like, oh, too relatable. God. He's, um, he's very good. A lot of this, like, uh, is just like, he's written so neurodivergent in this book, and I, I love it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a bit of it that I don't love as much, and we'll get to it soon, but mm-hmm. it's, I do like, for yeah. the most part, how he's written in this book. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, he's sort of, we've reintroduced all the other, uh, Andalites, uh, Arbat, uh, they, they take the, the, He's given uh, access, like, that's what Eshin's doing at the computer, um, giving him, like, an access code. And then sort of heads down to the lower decks, uh, to the contact, see the three other Andalites. Arbat's happy to see him, and Gonrod is, like, mollified when Axe is just like, I've been released from my prince, and does a bow. And Gonrod's like, yeah, cool, all right. And um, Arbat's like, we're kind of informal around here. <laughs> Which got one's like, it, uh, but the chain of command is clear. Just like, yeah, yeah, okay, of course. I didn't mean to imply other. Little... <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, of course, you're in charge. Anyway. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway. Um, and then Arva's like, here are all my guns, for which I will, well, I plan to use one to kill Vissa 3. And just like, mm-hmm, very cool and normal. Um <laughs> And uh, when he's like, I'm willing to do anything it takes to destroy Visser 3, are you? And Axe is just like, yeah, I, I look forward to the day when Visser 3 no longer threatens free people. <laughs> and he's, it's said in the text that he's very guarded in his choice of words. Mm-hmm. So, and he's all just like, oh, I'm glad you're here, Axe And he's like, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very but like he's 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 aware that Arbat is treating him with a respect he hasn't earned by Andalite standards, and immediately clocks like he wants something from Axe. He's buttering mm-hmm, him up, mm-hmm. and I love that we get that Axe has afforded this insight and this shrewdness. Mm-hmm. Um, and but then Elof is here to give Axe a tour, aka. Aloth gets to shit talk everybody. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I love him. I love him. Um, but he is literally just like, and this is one of those things where one, he just is like, eh, I don't really care much for authority. But it makes you wonder if Aloth had doubts about what this mission is from the here. Because oh, definitely. Like he's savvy enough. And it's just like the fact that uh Arbat has been retired for years and is a teacher um Mm -hmm. and not at the academy but like at the university of advanced scientific theory how many wars how many wars the andalites been in like always six wars wars. six he's he's been retired for six six he was a veteran of 20 so he's at least been doing he's been around for at least 26 wars how old are the andalites Mm. Um, the answer is yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Axe is like, okay, well, why would they send an aging professor to direct an assassination? Um, but he's like, yeah, well, lots changed. And uh, he asks how female RFs are working out. And Aloth is just like, yeah, I keep waiting for Esther to find some way of making herself useful, <laughs> not answering Axe's question. Mm-hmm. Um. And she's like, doesn't she have duties? None that seem necessary. Um, and that he and Gonrod tried to make a detour to drop her at a base on their way here, but Arbat was adamant she remain on board. Um, but, uh, and we get this revelation that the way she acts is more like a princess than an Aerith, and Arbat is the one, like, spoiling her, almost, mm-hmm. like... Letting the way she walks around the place and none of that sort of lazy demeanor. He's gone now and he's just sort of like, this is like, Aloth is clearly putting stuff together in his head. He just hasn't figured out the answer yet. Um, but toxic masculinity, as soon as I say, hey, bud, are you all right? Does her presence concern you? Um, expecting to be snubbed. 
Um, but instead, Ara just like Aloth puts like the the swagger back on. And she's like, nah, she's probably here because uh, intergender staffing is some pet project Ara that sold the War Council on. Mm. Or maybe she's somebody's niece and got her fast track, and he got her fast track through the academy. So I want to, I want like, mm-hmm. I want to just, just to, because I read it and then I like sat there thinking like, Andalites have royalty, <laughs> like, very specifically uses the word princess, which implies things. Hmm. Well, maybe they have interacted with other species that have monarchies. Also, doesn't, don't Lyrans have monarchies? Yeah. But I feel like very clear in my head that Lyrans have some kind of monarchy. I don't know why my brain is like, yeah. I don't know whether it's just because <laughs> I'm picturing a frog and a crown. <laughs> Who knows? Frankly. <laughs> the Poggy the Frog King. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Aloth shares this look with Axe and just then laughs and Axe definitely feels like he's missed something but um, if what uh, Aloth is saying like oh she was fast track or it's like nepotism in action it would explain a lot Mm. just like and then we get the line I guess none of us are exactly what you would call regulation issue um, it's like, what do you mean by that? It's like, nothing I feel like explaining to a cadet. <laughs> Not even the brother of Elfangor. Now stop asking questions and listen. Um, and just like, it falls back into this sort of good-natured mm-hmm. vibes. Um, the second tier of the ship is revealed is sealed off. Used to be a lab. Um, but if it's sealed off, they don't have to uh, spend the energy on the environmental adaption stuff. Uh, so there you go. And uh, this ship is not armed, it's revealed. Like, because Axe's like, okay, so where do I go if we're under attack? Just like, you kiss your ass goodbye. We're fucked. <laughs> Basically. Just like, mm-hmm, yeah, it's kissing. He literally says, kiss your, kissing your tail goodbye <laughs> at last. And Axe just like, I don't get this guy's sense of humor. <laughs> Acts so much. Mm-hmm. My son. It's just like, oh, this adult is fucking weird. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm too neurodivergent for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he uh, has to go do debrief um, with the old wheeze, as Aloth puts it, who is, to be clear, Arbat, mm-hmm. not Gonron. Uh, like, what does he know about Visser 3? Um, and we get there, like that's what the, this like briefing effectively is. Um, and like I say, so where does he hang out? What, who's he, who's his buddies? Where what's his hobbies? Where do we find him? <laughs> and it's like, uh uh-huh. like you found him before. It's like, no, we found you. Um, because we used your DNA, we tracked you with your DNA. And he's like, can't you do that with Alora? And it's just like, Alora is from the old days, but back before we used DNA encryption. Not like you couldn't use his brother, who's probably got a really high proportion of DNA or something. <laughs> Those machines whatever. are just so, so specific that, like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the coding just refuses to use anything yeah. similar. But, Which um, honestly makes yeah. sense for Andalites. Yeah, it also seems like a cop out answer. Yeah, it is, but you know. Yeah. I can't, I refuse to give the Andalite more credit than they deserve. <laughs> um, Listen, I'm not saying it's a good thing for that. It's like, oh, you guys I have put think- some severe limiters on your technology, huh? Mm hmm. Um, or, you know, just fucking Andalite DNA, but whatever. Anyway. Um, but we get they develop a plan that the next meeting of the sharing is probably going to be the best place to strike. Um, other than that, they're going to have to go to the yurt pool. Um, and um, there's just sort of like a lot of swagger talk going on. Mm-hmm. Like, because Gone was like, no, we're here to kill one person and then we're done if Aeloth can hit the target. <laughs> And our, our bat's like, Aloth will hit the target. It's just like, will I? Okay. 
uh, I love him. And once again, I cannot believe I made an AU version of him for our Andalar game <laughs> and didn't know. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I'm, to be fair, me playing like vaguely assholey uh, types of problems with authority is not new. That's, that's part of my brand. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's just like, and I was like, look, it's a big deal to take a life, and this is not just taking in like this is your brother, um, because Albert's like, yeah, oh yeah, no, nah, he'll he'll be dead. We're gonna kill this with three. He's we're gonna kill him so good, and Ayla's <laughs> just like, are we though? Are you gonna be able to pull the trigger? It's not so easy, and Arva ignores that and gone with like, actually, I would like to know if Arva can kill his brother. <laughs> Actually, and Arba's like, it's a question that will be answered when I give the order. Um, but he snaps, and it's the first time Axe has sort of seen him lose what my human friends would call his cool. Um, <laughs> but he recovers, just like, I need as much information as I can gather. May I continue with the questioning of this Aris? And like this weird pantomiming of respecting the order chain of command. Mm-hmm. Um, and Axe can see like how uncomfortable Gonrod seems in this position of command. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Arbat's like, the Yerk pool, would it be possible to gain access? And Gorod's like, what? <laughs> Just like, I feel like, like, Gorod does come across as an asshole, but when you find out how he ended up on this mission, like, he reads almost like somebody who's like dealing with shell shock. Mm. Yeah. Like, he like uh, he's uh, he's called a, he's described as a coward, but like his responses to stuff, I'm always very twitchy about people being called cowards anyway. But especially in a militaristic militaristic society, mm-hmm. cowardice is obviously going to be seen as a, a, a or a, a much worse thing, and it is a penalizable offense, as we've seen with the Yurks, who view cowardice the same sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these parallels are important. It's entirely but, possible that Gonrod never wanted to be part of the Andalite military, but there's such a level yeah. of expectation that if yeah. you're also, an Andalite male, you go into the military. Mm-hmm. I also get the vibe that he wanted to fly. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible pilot, and the only way he was going to get to fly was with the military. Yeah. Like, I'm fairly certain I've played characters with this backstory. <laughs> so, like, just, like, join the plane. The is the only way you're going to get in a plane. Or a mech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever. Just, like... So. Yeah. But it it's very clear, this lack of respect amongst this, this trio of older Andalites. Um... And Gone was like, look, we do the job, we're here to do, and then we leave. And then Ersha shows up, she's like, I'm going on a tour of the gardens, and I want Axel to accompany me. He can familiarize me with earth creatures. And not asking permission, she just walks in, just like, I'm going out and I'm taking the new kid. Okay, I'll be back by 11. No, don't wait up. It's, <laughs> it's so sorry, all, all, funny. all girls of a certain age are now valley girls. And when I put it, it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so. This is what we're going to do. Like, he lets this happen. Conrad just lets this happen. Well, he also, like, he doesn't know how to object to this. Because this is all bullshit. He knows it is. And he can't say no to that. Because then she'll do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And then he'll he'll be be clear in front of Axe. Mm-hmm. That this isn't legit. So, but so uh, they go, Axe and uh, Estrid, and he is certain now that she is not a soldier. Mm-hmm. Yes, she can fight and is well trained in fighting, but she is not military. Mm-hmm.